shine through your very soul, dear. Find your darkest parts and let the light. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Ruby Hour. I have the one and only Jenny Bro. Hey, girl. The uh, hey, girl. The woman, the unicorn behind Dance Lab <laughs> that I know so many of us have found ourselves in, uh, came to life in. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, <laughs> we have some things that we need to talk about. Oh, girl. Um, so um, a big thing is uh, we just finished up a really cool project. Um, it's the Fragile Project. It's going to be dropping the week that you're seeing it. Um, this episode, it's going to be live. So I suggest you go watch it to hear what and see what it's about. But um, Jenny, how did that project come about? Oh, man. Well, first of all, Shelby, thanks for having me. <laughs> this oh, is so exciting. I've never been on a podcast before. Ah, ah. Okay, so put the suit on. All right. <laughs> Fragile. Um, you came to me and said you had this brilliant idea, artistic idea, um, about women entrepreneurs during COVID and how you artistically wanted to render a type of emotion for people when they watch it um, and get kind of a big public viewing of it. Um, and you're like, I can't think of anyone else that is going through such a... Yes. Everyone uses the word pivoting platform as a dance studio would in this yeah. industry right now. Like... Um, with COVID. So anyway, um, uh, I said, yeah, I don't even really know what we're going to do, but sure, I'm in. Yes. So we met and had coffee and schemed and dreamed and you yeah. shared this song with me. Yeah. It was so perfect about the emotions and like the anxiety and the feelings and the, the fragileness yeah. of a woman entrepreneur and our businesses during this time. Um, it goes deeper than that, but that's a good sum. So we creatively came together. We did it. Did a storyboard. We went from conversation and coffee <laughs> on the Thursday yes. and then shooting on a Friday. That was yeah. insane. I guess it's important to say shooting. Um, yes, it's video project. Yes. Music, choreography, concept. Yes. yes. Acting. All of it. Yeah. Mood board, set list. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. It was uh, um, definitely a bucket list project yeah. for me. Um, and, uh, and then bringing in, I mean, this was the crazy, like, the joke is my title is the chief cat herder. And it was like, um, I was self-fulfilling a uh, prophecy around that title because tracking down, um, I wanted to have B-roll or I wanted to have clips of entrepreneurs from our Charleston community yeah. actually in the video showcasing not just the artistic side, but something the moment you see mm like Tiffany Jackson behind her keyboard losing her shit, you yes. can be like, ah, I had that moment. Oh, I had that moment. Oh, being on the phone and being told I have to wait or backlogged for three hours. Like so many of those moments, um, that was a huge undertaking, but necessary to, to create something that we can all resonate with of yeah. rather, whether you, you know, some I know some friends that are like, well, we didn't have to deal with going through the paycheck protection program or I didn't have to go that way, but I had to start shooting at home where, yeah. you know, one of my girlfriends like the biggest thing was my two boys coming oh, wow. in and just totally trying to get anything done during the day. Um, and I know that so many of us can um, identify with that. So right. um, how 
tell me about like your experience going through COVID because you stood out to me and, and one thing I was drawn to you about producing this with you was for me, I'm a creative and you know, most of the work we do is digital. It's behind a computer. Right. Um, for you, you have monthly overhead, yeah. an amazing studio space, but it's like, every month uh it's you have to, you have bills you have to pay yeah. that's not just uh in this creative space so how what's been your journey this has been nuts um first of all i was honored and blessed to be able to express myself creatively with you like it was such a calling and a need it was like yes i need to express what i'm feeling because sometimes you feel like you're drowning or like um you can't get out so having that outlet which we didn't have any outlets for a long time yes it's coming back it's coming back yes but you know you're basically just mute and deaf and <laughs> blind right you yeah. can't you can't express so thank you on that mm -hmm. um that was huge for me healing wise <laughs> but the journey has been nuts like a dance studio business in general is difficult um being an entrepreneur duh is difficult but in a people service industry um with a like you said brick and mortar the whole thing is getting close to people in each other's face breathing each other's air the energy like that's yeah. that is the business model yeah um is totally shot shit when yeah. there's a pandemic so we um we immediately decided we should do some live stream classes because I wanted still that interaction, um, not just on demand. I wanted it to be like, hey, they're live with us and they're supposed to show up in their living room at so-and-so. Mm -hmm. So um, immediately I launched a program called Lab in Your Living Room and had like all the bad girls and like dancers, um, you were one of yeah. them, help, help us promote like yes. what it could look like if you were doing classes with us in your living room. And so it was yeah. a fun, like a fun, exciting, like okay, something to do. And then of course you're met with technical difficulties like um, bandwidth or whatever the heck that is yeah. like in people's uh, browsers not being compatible oh and then gosh. internet problems yeah. and storm outages and then like you know all the crap that you just became like through. geek yeah, yeah. squad you went from being geek like squad, a dance totally. company to also like tech support oh my god tech support that is and i'm still still doing yeah. that big time now like the tech support might be <sighs> like if i could just go live in a cave yes at this point you know and yes. still teach dance by the light of a fire like that might be where i'm headed sounds kind of hot but yeah that sounds kind of hot but um <laughs> no the journey's been insane it's been a nightmare i'm gonna be real with you um yeah. but every it, feel, it felt like every door i would open like 10 more would shut in my face so i'd have to like dig my way through um and i'm not trying to dramatize this this has been it yeah. has been very very hard um i've got an amazing team people are very supportive but at the end of the day it's on me yeah and uh, my decisions and like yeah. my my problems and my troubleshooting yeah. anyway it's it's been hard so the virtual platform not ideal but we did it the live streaming wasn't great the quality is much money as you spend on this expensive equipment and get get the know-how and whatever it's still not good enough in my opinion like sure. i want it good oh, like yeah. great better no. than good yeah so we went more towards the on demands um and so people could rely mm -hmm. on the connection and yeah. take their class not be interrupted and um do it when they wanted and that seems to be pretty good for a while mm -hmm. um then thank god mind body launched a platform that is a the the big thing about this is how do you monetize something like that like yeah. here's the link like ugh, passwords blah 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 yes. Ugh, nightmare. yes Mon um mind body is our point of sale mm -hmm. and so people have logins and they've got their and they've got their credit card on file there so they can like drop in now on a virtual live stream class and we're not just hoping people pay us or yes. like, yes. you know, I'll charge you later or that's fine. Just, you know, pay it forward. It's a, it is a viable, awesome, still service offering. Great. Yes. You know, there's sure. 
interface nah, isn't that user friendly, but it, it'll get there. So yeah. it's um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel there. But now people are ready. I'd say about fifty percent of the people are ready to get back in person. Yeah. So it's this been this whole mask thing, no mask thing. Can I dance in a mask? I don't want to dance in a mask. Yeah. I might die in a mask. I refuse. I will. I refuse to be around people who are not wearing masks. Like so, it's yeah. this whole. How do you play it? And um, yes. I was happy that the city did a mandate that mm -hmm. helped us a lot because mm -hmm. it wasn't like us just being dicks. Like you have to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, it was. Oh, this is the law. Do it. And yeah. Everybody's like, all right, I'll get behind it. Okay. okay. I'll try it. Yeah. And they're there, and we've got full classes again, and people mm -hmm. wearing masks, and we're dealing with it. I know. Got our little socially distant rat cages, I call them. Yes. squares. Yes, because what's your official title with Dance Lab? It's my favorite. <laughs> this is like, I immediately, I, you know, this year, yeah. 2020, I was like, okay, my gift to myself was a new form of movement. Yeah. But I had followed and heard, you were like this like unicorn, ethereal character in the Charleston dance scene. And I was like, who is this Ginny Bro? Oh. And, but, all of your emails, you have the best copywriting skills Thank you. ever because, I mean, okay, what's your title? It is Chief Mad Scientist. Okay, Chief Mad Scientist, no big deal. <laughs> so, um, somebody asked me yesterday, were you a science major? And I was like, no. Ah. Well, psychology, but you must really like science. I was like, well, no, it's not. It's not really about science. It's You're just, like, it's kind of a big experiment, yeah. and and there's little rubber rats yep, all around. There's rats everywhere. We have rat <laughs> socially distant rat stickers in the lobby for the kids to stand on now. Um, funny. Find a rat. Like my dad's like, that's gonna scare the kids. Don't call them rats. And I'm like, no, it's cute. Yeah. It's original. I don't know. And oh my gosh. I'll tell you real quick as an entrepreneur, don't try to get too cute or like too original because it does burn you. Yeah. Like people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think maybe with some of the lab lingo, yeah. I went a little too far sometimes. I mean. Like one of our classes was called Dark Matter. People are like, what the hell is that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> or like sub-zero, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yes. Or spontaneous combustion. Exactly yeah. what it sounds like. People are like, no, it's, it's too far. Like, oh my bummer, man. You're like, wait, I feel like I am spontaneously combusting. You know, I tell of... you, man, it was going to be like a pop-up, like you don't know what to expect. You yeah. just show up and spontaneously it happens. Okay. Um, it's too far. Like, too much, too you much. Know, Reel it in. Reel it in. I, I don't, okay. don't want to have to like, so, sometimes they're so like, get clear, <laughs> not cute. You know what I mean? For sure. For you, sure. You basically like just mentally uh, put yourself out of an entire market. Oh really gosh. is what you do. Well, and so I love that... <laughs> like with everything you've been trying to do and even because you know I was somebody where I mean I'm still yeah. I'm like oh these masks like I get so mad I went into right. Starbucks the other day and uh walked in saw the mask thing didn't have a mask and literally just used my hair oh my god it's a really good mask oh my god um, it is a good mask you know I thought it was you like got something going on there I mean um I got a lot of like condescending looks oh yes um, no that is judgment but central. but so you've had to it was like, okay, no one's allowed in there. And you're like, right. let's go digital. And then you're like, okay, well, the the quality sucks. Right. Let's go better production. So now right. we're on demand. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't want to do Zoom calls anymore. I'm right. over it. Right, right. Then you're like, well, let's do socially distanced classes yeah. and masks. And then, and now, you know, you have a little bit of the pop-up uh, outside yeah, classes. Yeah, we which started is, doing some outdoor classes. I mean, it's like, I, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, truly. And you know we have a youth model and an adult model, and so it's it's essentially two different, very different businesses. Yes. Um, it, I feel so much responsibility for everybody, mm -hmm. but specifically when those parents drop their kids off, it's like the 
oh, and like you want the um, observation link to go out because the parents can't come into the lobby. And we had these mm -hmm. awesome state-of-the-art like yeah. uh, screen set up so you could watch your kid, but yeah. that can't happen now. So now we have that live stream ab availability. However, mm -hmm. troubleshooting, user error, Yes. Uh, also, tech support. Pa tech support. Yeah. Also, login problems or siblings can't have two accounts. Like it's this thing that's like you never. Bah, like what? And you don't want just a public channel that people can go right. to because that yeah, it's weird. Get, gets uh, weird. Yeah. So right now I'm pivoting again to do like a private link um, that's just without user login interface because yeah. I can't I can't take the time to tech support while right. I'm trying. Right. Anyway, we've been doing it for a week. Yeah. For, with everybody and it's just it's time to shift again like yeah i just i feel like i can't get any footing yeah um the momentum's coming at me now which is good the business is coming back mm -hmm. it was slow at first scary yeah. um yeah but it's starting like oh people are ready people mm -hmm. are ready to get back to it the kids are loving it but again how do you connect with someone when you're like this uh, and you can't gauge them and they can't hear you and they can't see you smile and like yeah. so much of it is laughter and smiling and yeah. like Gauging the audience, yeah. reading the room. You can't and read the like, room. You just get <laughs> and you can't wear your glasses, so I can't <gasps> see anything. Oh my I'm gosh! Like blind and mute and like blind mice. <laughs> offer your next class and call the blind, the blind mice, mice class. Yes, yeah. You have to come and just shut oh your eyes all the time. Oh well, my god. Anyway, and, and, sorry. No more complaining. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's it's just like. <laughs> Talk, tell me about because part of the storyline without spoiling it because yes. you need to go watch it yes, um, yes. but we did a piece mm. around uh, the red fabric yes. and there's a really graphic kind of scene that um, <sighs> it looks like a suffocation uh, choke yes. kind of strangling um, tell me about what what was that about girl when you brought the song to me and we were like visualizing all I, I could just keep seeing myself like the drowning theme is big for me now I feel like I'm suffocating and drowning sometimes like it's just too much too heavy mm -hmm. but I was starting to get these anxiety attacks and this is super personal but yeah. I'll share it with you guys um I like to where I couldn't speak it would feel like my tongue was swollen and like my throat was clenching up when either even relieving things would happen like I'd be waiting for an answer and then so even a good news mm -hmm. would get me to this point of like not being able to verbalize and so it would feel like it would feel like you're choking um or suffocating or unable to breathe so like that was something i really wanted to be able to express um not only through movement but through like acting and yeah that was my first acting yes. i know i know okay so good um so the red was like that covid yes. right like yes. um label or like yes. that image or whatever imagery yes. and um the choking was just a way to like I gotta unchoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to breathe again. But also, you feel like you're choking when you have a mask on. You yeah. feel like you can't breathe. You can't speak. Yeah. Like it's it's such a good um, mm. illustrative. What's the word for that? Depiction. Yeah, depiction. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was abstract and literal. It yeah. was both. Well, and <laughs> I think one of my favorite shots was when you're still without giving it away mm -hmm. okay um but like when you're still like boss babe on top of the world you know you're like what's going on and there's the scene where you are head on with the camera and the nails oh my god start coming yes. over your shoulders and um what is her name laura okay laura bland 
Laura, you have the coolest nails yes. in the universe. But so she has these <laughs> crazy nails, and so we do this whole creepy, yeah. but it's like how many of us felt like there was this ominous presence yeah. that we couldn't necessarily see it, or it just caught us off guard. And then the next thing we know, we're masked, we're filtered, yeah. we're, there's this, uh, yeah, there's it's this. A forcing, it's like yeah. a force, you're absolutely right. This presence or this force that is, making you do things you don't want to yeah. do or don't know how to do or yes. can't do or think yes. you can't do you yes. can do it i'm gonna tell you right now you can do anything newsflash you can do it you can do anything doesn't mean you want to <laughs> or you should it really doesn't mean you should do that's it. our tweetable okay you can do anything <laughs> doesn't mean you want to or you should but you can yes. you can do it you can oh do my it. gosh um <sighs> i mean the whole storyline and the cathartic thing for me about that song mm. is like I I have been holding on I feel like creatives will appreciate this yeah. as somebody that goes through life and has a soundtrack forever playing in my mind um, that song fragile by tech nine it was introduced to me by somebody that was an art director for um, a television show and um, I was super mesmerized and it was like this totally like love affair energy and to hear you know this is like eight years ago and you know just got picked up from the Denver airport all this stuff like in a cool Jeep and then he was like listen to this and I was still cooking on sailboats I wasn't full out doing video production but he was like no listen to these words and that whole song is about you know the creative you know we put our heart and our soul into these rhymes and we put our our soul energy our life work into what we offer in our communities as entrepreneurs yeah. and uh i mean the song depicts critics you know these people on the sidelines that want to cast judgment or opinions um without ever knowing what it's like to be in those shoes right. so i loved that I just loved how what we created was something that was raw and gritty and kind of like, I mean, it, it's very evocative. Yeah. Um, I mean, the strangling, I was like, is that too much? Is that going to be a right. little, uh, what is that? <laughs> and But it's like, it's something that, uh, it's like, I see that and I'm yeah. like, yeah. Like, I remember that I was actually in this room and having a call and let go of one of my employees and having to be like I'm not able to be that 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 source of strength because especially in in yeah. your position and this was something I really thought of about your world is if you close the doors if you choose to yeah. tap out because you're somebody that is in our social community like you said it's it's yeah. person to person it's all socially driven um if you were like you know what I'm done. Yeah. I'm over it. There would be a wake in about 300 women's lives yeah. that they find so much refuge in this structure in our community that you've created. And so it's it's not just about like, oh, well, I'm over it. I want right. to tap out. I want to go hide. Like you're, I don't know. I just saw that and it was like, holy shit. That's that's a lot it's of heavy. Uh, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's so heavy. Um, but when your purpose is higher than yourself, 
Mm-hmm. It sometimes the answer, like even if you feel like you want to quit, because believe me, even today, like woke up today being like, and I keep doing it. Like yeah. I'm so tired. Um, but you, it's easy. It's an easy answer. Like it's mm-hmm. somebody told me, you'll know when you're done. There won't be a question. Mm-hmm. It won't be like maybe I could and. and I go back and forth in a wave of like, can I do it? Can I not? Blah, blah, blah. Can I keep going like this? I'm getting old. Like, my body hurts. Like, I'm tired. Like, you know, you feel those things. But the question, I've never said like, yes, I know it's over. Like, I don't know that. So I know that it's not time. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Even in this difficulty, like even financially, like you're like, how are we going to make it work? Like, there's no, we just expanded our space. Like, which is the worst timing ever. The worst timing ever. So one year ago, we like signed the lease to like for another five years, like we're in it, but now double the rent and double the space. We're ready. Yes. So it's like the, the biggest nightmare you can imagine. Um, uh, with with the bills, but that yeah. that's crippling in itself. Um, yeah. But I have this weird, ter- probably terrible philosophy about how money isn't real. So Ooh. the money hasn't been crippling to me. It's been the responsibility and the the quality of service and the connection with people and hoping that I can still do my very best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the money, yes, is scary. But to me and my little unicorn brain I like your unicorn brain (laughs) yeah somebody once told me money is not going to wake you up in the middle of the night and strangle you and kill you like it Mm. money does not exist in the physical form like that as much as we want to believe it does like Mm. all the stuff we have it's just not real and I was you know I was having problems with debt in college or whatever I was really scared about money and those words I mean what spoken to me one time changed my outlook on money am I a good financial planner no 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 Mm. do not do not give me money to invest in anything no Uh, i invest in myself right yeah i'm terrible with money Uh but um it does not change the way i live my life does it make sense oh my gosh yeah that's a nug that's a little little nug people that's one of these chicken chicken, nug that's like you see the chicken this is a i'm wearing a chicken for those listening there's there's i have chicken all over me i love Um, the chicken but uh that was a total nug yeah yeah because then you're not oh my gosh like can we please just put that on every billboard yeah, of recognizing? I think especially for artists as well, where there's that thing of like, oh, I have this. I mean, even this project that we produced, right. you know, this is something. I mean, it's like I fiscally did not gain anything. I no. invested into this project, but the sole payment of right. like the how many years payment. have I wanted to create something <laughs> and have a bomb ass music video yes. like vibey it's, thing it's spectacular guys you gotta watch it like I'm I cried and I oh, I, cried I can't stand seeing myself on film so I probably won't watch this podcast but yeah it was beautiful so yeah. beautifully shot the dancers were amazing. Um, I, I for some reason thought I looked good, um, but I also could feel she it. She did. Do you know what oh I mean? Oh my like gosh! I, yes. I could feel it, and I, it was it was beautifully done. It's such art, and so yeah, you guys got to see it. Fragile. Do it right now. Do it. Do it. It's like there was something, but that source of pure inspiration, pure creativity. Yeah. You know, it's like there's something to be said about the creative flow of that how we literally went from like a text being like right let's make a bomb ass music yeah. video and storyboard <laughs> it and then uh setting up and shooting it a week later yeah. Yeah. um you know that yeah there's something magical to that when you think beyond just well like what's what's mm-hmm. a good portfolio thing oh right. am i gonna be able to pay my bills off of this right. 
and recognizing like if you create enough if you create enough freedom through the choices you make in your life with i mean i mean even like we've talked about this like this the whole covid thing there's a part of me that feels like i'm secretly like this feels really good to strip all of the excessive things and come down to you know all the like we're hearing this language like oh essential essentials only but it's like coming into a space creatively and monetarily where you're like i can kind of breathe here i mean yeah um i think that's probably the way for a lot of people (laughs) it did not feel that way for me um yeah actually well during the spring when it wasn't so hot here in charleston um when i could get outside i bird Okay. I'm I'm an amateur birder. Birder. People would be like, it's more than the amateur. I can, like, know their, I know their sound. I can talk to them and I can just, I know what, I I get it. Because I'm not, I don't have my great eyes. Like, my eyesight is terrible. Okay. Um, But I can hear and I can judge them based on their call. uh, Their call. Um, Yeah. Most in Charleston, most birds. Um, So I've got a little iBird app too. It's a little pro hack. Um, And you can call back to them and then you call them in and then then you can see them because you need them to get close to you to really see what the hell is going on with that bird. Um, So we got bird feeders everywhere. Anyway, spring was really nice because I could get outside and it was the very beginning of this. So still, we didn't know how long it was going to last. It didn't feel like prison yet. It was just like this unknown, like nobody knows what's happening. So nobody's got the right answers kind of thing. There was some freedom in that. Yeah. Because I I feel like I am a creative individual. So I knew I was going to somehow rise somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, I just knew. (laughs) Yeah. However, um, that, that felt like freedom. But as an entrepreneur, I think I've never worked harder. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a whole lot of, when you say freedom and like stripping of the essentials, but most humans have, and I've gotten, I've witnessed that, mm. like in my loved ones' lives, um, yeah. my my dad, my fiance, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all those things. Like yeah. I could see my best friends' lives shaping up in a better way, you mm-hmm. know, like because yeah, there's a lot of unnecessarily bullshit we do, yeah. unnecessary bullshit. Yeah, that was hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. So much. But I'm glad that you were able to find some of that. Like where you strip it, almost strip it clean and rebuild. Yeah. Well, Jenny Bro, this has been amazing. Um, How can people get in touch with you if you would like them to get in touch with you? You can follow me on Instagram, even though I think if you watch that social media dilemma Netflix documentary. Oh, God. You'll never want to pick up your phone again. Anyway, but when you pick up your phone, Instagram me at dance lab underscore eight four three that's the business side but for the jenny broho um it's bros before ho-hos um and it's b-r-o-e-s b the number four h-o-h-o-s we'll put it in the show a lot of letters um thank you so much for uh collaborating with me it was brilliant it was awesome love working with you and if you haven't seen the fragile project yet Go it. check it out. Um, go watch it on YouTube and then do a thumbs up and be like, oh my God, that's like the best thing that I've ever seen in my life because we're wanting to have yes. that piece of art for women entrepreneurs to see something that resonates yeah. in their soul. Share it with the world. Share it with Send the world. it out to everybody. All right, well, that is our um, episode of the Ruby Hour. Questions, comments, concerns, um, things you disagree with. If you have like a bone to pick, just like send them my way. Um, and thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thanks, girl.
A lot of people know you from just Dance Lab. You are this sparkly, shiny, bright human that has some of the most inclusive energy ever. And then you like throw down in one of your like badass movement classes and blow everybody's minds. But I wanna know who are you beyond just the Dance Lab? Who you are beyond, you know, just like you play a certain role in people's lives. So. Tell me about who is Jenny Bro? Oh gosh, beyond uh, dance lab. Oh my god, this is daunting. Um, that is so crazy because the identity thing for me has always been difficult. I identify with my business. I like pour myself into it, and I almost can't differentiate, which is not a healthy thing. Um, I'm gonna be real with you. If you ever choose to open a business or start your thing, have some separation of church and state, people. Like it, it can, mm. it can really um, be terrific and satisfying, but really terrible at times. So I I am still finding who Jenny Bro is behind <laughs> behind the dance lab. Um, yes, Chief Mad Scientist is my number one. When you say, who are you? I'm Chief Mad Scientist of Dance Lab, but who am I? Um, I am a joyful human that en- enjoys <laughs> um, laughing, eating, loving cats, meow, birds. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that I like, but who am I? Um, that's a hard question. I I feel like I stunted my identity um, back in like high school. I was such an old soul. I was always so responsible. And then you get to college and you're like, oh, okay, uh, who am I, what am I? And it's always been surface things. Like I'm fat, I'm skinny, I'm a mm-hmm. good dancer, I'm a this. Like where is that soul connection um, on who you are? And so I've I've still, every day I still want to like dive into who that is um a big a big part of my life and my identity was losing my mother to cancer Mm -hmm. happened 11 years ago and still like I I know that I stopped (laughs) a lot of growth um because you're dealing with grief and then you're also putting off grief and then you're instead of sitting on your hands and dealing with things you're keeping them busy so you never actually get to like dive down into like your Mm -hmm. identity so there's um that's a great question i i don't know who i am but i'm excited to find out (laughs) that's probably a breath of fresh air for a lot of people that listen in on this because i think that that is probably a very common thing for people that are very creative artistic identify like i don't know i hear a lot of stuff where it's like you know oh like don't make decisions from your feelings and i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) i would get absolutely nothing done with video editing like i have to like fall in love with what's in front of me like that's where the music thing so i mean yeah it's like balancing that sense of exploration of who's the self who's the jenny that you want to share with the world today right um tell me about your mom that's um oh my mom her name's joy joy um (gasps) yeah joy bro she's amazing she passed away of brain cancer um when she was i guess she was 60 uh yeah 59 60 Mm -hmm. um anyway sad um she was an artist um, is an artist. I have all her art in my house. Okay. So she made a living as an artist. So that wow. was a super cool thing to grow up with. Our basement was just like this artistic, like spray paint, paper making, press, like metal work, like freaking two stories of all this like paint and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so I would go down there and it's like a dungeon, but like 
art everywhere splashed everywhere like her little desk of accounting was like hilarious <laughs> and like covered in like the most ridiculous materials oh yeah you know and she'd go to michael's like every day and i would you know help her with those things but i had no interest in the actual art side mm-hmm. one of my friends would come over they'd be like oh my god let's go do art i'm like oh yeah we just like watch tv and eat popcorn or something like come on <laughs> um but the art intrigues me now mm-hmm. um she made some amazing things my dad helped her so she was she was the breadwinner and um yeah and he he was her support and he Mm -hmm. did a great job with that but she went to art shows and that's how we made a thing like uh i never wanted for anything Mm. we're never wealthy by any means but she invested it all back into just enjoying life now which is good Mm. um we went shopping a lot we go to the grocery store go to the mall like every time i go to the mall and get a pretzel i'm like mom you're here Mm. um so we had a lot of like little um traditional things we would do that are just little cute little things yeah it's like me and my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she was my best friend. She was an amazing support for my friends when they were going through things in their lives. She was the parent, not the one that would let you drink. She was actually against alcohol, mm-hmm. um, but she was the one who would let you talk wow. and express yourself, like say anything. Yeah. Um, we were, I wasn't a rebel when I was a kid. Like I said, I was very responsible mm-hmm. and old soul, And but I do feel like she was sick a long time and we didn't know it. She suffered really bad from anxiety, claustrophobia, panic attacks, things like that. Mm. So she couldn't go to the grocery store by herself. Um, So my earliest memories are me being my mom's, I hate to say the word crutch, but pacifier. Yeah. Um, So I think really deeply about that. I pacify people. I I want people to be comfortable. I want them to feel included. I want to feel good. Mm. And I think I was conditioned that way um, with my mom. Mm. And I'm thankful for that because I... I know that I am able to help change people's lives through movement, um, but I don't know if I would have had that desire if I wasn't such a good little blanket for my mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but just thinking about it out loud now. Um, she's wonderful, spectacular. She was a rebel as okay. a kid. Okay. Um, she's, Where did she, she grow up? She, New York City. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Bronx, baby. Oh my gosh. She was okay. a mistress. She was married <gasps> three times. She lived in France. Oh, I got goosebumps. I know, right? Oh my gosh. She's lived some lives, right? Um, But she never had another kid. I was her only kid, only child. And um, she she wrote me a journal before she passed when she knew she was terminal. one of my ex-boyfriends actually gave her a journal, which is kind of funny. Um, she, was, she was like, I'm sure there's some <laughs> deeper meaning here that this man gave me this. But anyway, um, <laughs> great, mom. So I actually don't speak to him anymore. But he did give us a gift for my life. Um, she wrote a beautiful leather-bound book, and she wrote in it, when she could write, um, things that she wanted me to know about her life. And what's funny is she wrote about other people. She didn't write about herself. She wrote about my grandma, Jenny, who I'm named after, which I didn't really know a whole lot about. Mm. And she's somebody that my mom looked up to. Like, she didn't have a great relationship with her mother, mm. um, but her grandmother was like her, her beacon. Wow. So she wrote a lot about her. She wrote a lot about my dad, a lot about me. Mm. Um, one or two really huge or three really huge life nuggets in there um, that I go back to every once in a while. Um, but yeah. That's a gift, that's a little little thing she gave me, other than her art, which is the biggest gift. Like, I, mm-hmm. I see her every day. Um, I still can't really look at photos of her. Mm-hmm. So I, I have her art and her words. Yeah. Something about the image of her just doesn't feel right mm-hmm. yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she was beautiful. And she smiled and she had the best laugh in the world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, what? That's like the most 
sacred thing. Like yeah. having a journal where yeah. she's archiving yeah. like these memories and these stories. Like that's like such a legacy thing. Of, it's huge. Like, I mean, I know in, in my own life, trying to look at family and the best thing that I've ever heard was like my great aunt being like, I was like, what's our roots? And she was like, honey, we're Heinz 57. I was like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> and so to have your mom like chronicle stories so about yeah. people that are like, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And she actually recognized like towards the end, she was like, I'm reading my entries and I realize I haven't told you anything about myself. That was the whole purpose. Like, wow. And then she like she took it. I think she was having a bad day that day, but she was like, I've even failed this, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, she she was a very optimistic person about me. She taught me I can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what, I can accomplish it. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But she, I don't know how highly she thought of herself, um, mm -hmm. which is sad because she was a genius, <laughs> mm -hmm. a freaking genius. Um, but yeah, she did get very, very sick and very, very fast. Mm -hmm. um, it was lingering. We think the brain cancer was there longer than we knew about it. What's so, I think, criminal, um, and I'm going to say those words, about cancer, mm -hmm. is she had breast cancer for four years. Mm -hmm. I think if you have cancer anywhere, you should get a full body scan yeah. for free. It should be just part of the thing that you do. Yeah. And maybe they do that now. Um, mm -hmm. Or they should, and like, let's start an active campaign because um, I I can't imagine it being here and in your lymph nodes and not somehow finding its way somewhere else. Absolutely. Or it's just people in general, cancer or no cancer. Yeah. I think every human being over the age of thirty mm -hmm. should probably get five year scans of their body. Like, check it out. What's going on in here yeah. um, with the way we live? So yeah. anyway. That's unfortunate. That's mm -hmm. like one of those, if I had it to do over yeah. again, yeah. I would burn the doctor's office down if they didn't agree to do that. Yeah. Um, pardon me. But um, yes, truly, that's it's a big thing. Like you need to stand up for yourself. But um, the bigger lesson here is start a journal. Um, parents, mm -hmm. if you've got kids, if you've got loved ones, family, just start. Start talking about your life because it is a gift that I didn't yeah. expect and I'm so happy I have. Um, it does help with the healing. And because you want to get to know them. Like as an adult, mm -hmm. you're ready to talk to your parents about stuff. Like, how did you start a family? Like, oh my God, I'm thinking about maybe one day having a kid. Like, can we talk about it? Like, yeah. your mom is your mom. Like, you, mm. she's the one that shows you. Like, whether you're an animal or a human, like, your mom shows you what's up. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's sad to be robbed of that as an adult. Mm. Um, she was a great parent. Um, but now I'm looking for my, you know, mentor. Like, my, yeah. my guide. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, being able to collect those... <laughs> memories and those little like my mom started dropping these like unfiltered stories with me Ooh. right after it was like the two years after I got divorced yeah and we had a huge that was a big turning point for us because yeah. I grew up thinking that I, like my, I think my parents got married when they were uh, like 18 or 19 back in like wow. mid 60s and That's romantic. All that, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, then she comes out and she's like, yeah. Like, she just starts telling me these, like, stories where I'm like, wait, Whoa. what? Whoa. What happened? 
then she's like, yeah, this one time back in Midland, I and I'm like, oh god, we're like at brunch and she drops these bombs. Oh on my me. god, those are the best, the yeah. mom bombs. Oh my gosh, so moms, drop your bombs. <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> live for them. Well, and yeah, it's like that's. I just watched. Um, I want oh, this girl named Kelsey that has the confidently insecure podcast. I like it. She had her mom on and oh god, uh, which shout out to her mom, but she did an episode on virginity. I'll totally link to it yeah. in this show, but having her mom who's this beautiful, you know, 60 something woman wow. that's not afraid, she's a safe space yeah. for people to come that's to so and share and talk with and uh I think that there's nothing more refreshing than seeing moms, even if, you know, like, yeah, our generation were like, oh my God, anything goes, like all this (laughs) stuff. But it's like to have the older generations of women that, yeah, maybe they did grow up in a little more of a reserved culture or, but it's like, they got some fucking stories. Like, don't let that like, you know, little quiet facade fool you. No, no, they've lived. Oh my gosh. So moms, drop your bombs. Drop your bombs. That's gonna be a big, uh, big moral of the story. Um, <laughs> let's talk about do-overs. Oh yeah. Um, other than you know, uh, terrorizing the doctor's office for not <laughs> terrorizing the doctor's office. Um, no, because you don't know what you're talking about. It's it's sad. Like with with death or like with sickness, um, especially at a young age, or I think just human beings. We first of all, we don't want to um, admit that it's happening. Like, it's denial, right? Like, nah, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to my mom. Yeah. It won't happen to us. Yeah. Um, die, how, like how dying. How old were you? How old were you going when, um, I College, it was like 18, she got diagnosed with the breast cancer. Okay. Um, and we knew that it was bad, but then it got worse and worse and worse. Stage four, it'll probably kill her eventually. So she mm-hmm. had the whole, like, double mastectomy, the port, everything. I mean, a fuck, fucking nightmare. Um. That like what your body goes through, what your mind goes through, and what you mm. you know your flashes of your life. Like so that's when she started the journal. Um, but then we she was slurring her speech and things got really scary. And so they did finally do a brain scan. Um, and they were like, oh shit, uh, get your affairs in order. Essentially, do whatever you what's on your bucket list. Do it. Oh. She couldn't even really physically do things at that point. Mm. Um, she couldn't write anymore or barely speak. Um, so we moved her to Charleston. Okay. Because where was she living? She was in Atlanta. Okay. So we moved her to Charleston um, very quickly. My house of 25 years. Well, 24. I was 24. Okay. Um, moved her to Charleston one weekend and uh, in this beautiful little house in Park Circle. And we got to take her to the beach one time in her wheelchair. She got to see the dance studio that I was working at at that time, like what I had created, um, what had moved me to Charleston. She got to see that once. And... Um, then she was bedridden till she died. Um, she was in hospice at the very end. And I think that like, I have this like image now and I have these dreams of like this Thelma and Louise like breakout, like what I would have done. First of all, I would have told my um, organization to F off um, and I would probably would have quit my job um, mm-hmm. had I really known how fast this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so do over, sorry organizations. If you're, if you've got a terminally ill mother you need to you need to make that your first priority first of all mm-hmm. second of all um I, w- I would do that over i would just spend more time even though i didn't it was hard to be around it's scary yeah like you want to be busy and again uh-huh. denial you don't uh, think it's gonna happen yes. it happens very fast 
I would totally Thelma and Louise that shit. I would put her in the car, take her wherever she wanted to go. And even if she went out like that, um, I think it would have been uh, uh, one of those things that like, ah, I did all I could, you know? Um, but again, do-overs are scary because you don't want to regret anything in your life. But I do regret not being more active in demanding information, demanding better care um, in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think my father feels the same way. And I think that's something that we still are not forgiving ourselves for. But at the same time, you as an individual, you're an adult. So like, if I, I think if I were to get sick, what would I want being done for me? Like, part of me, like, I don't want to know, you know? So the scan yeah. thing, maybe that, I'm like, maybe yeah. that's bad. Like, maybe I don't want to know. You just live your life until lights out, right? Um, but I, I think I would have done it differently, like, them and Louise, that's the best way to put it. Like, yeah. <laughs> not drive off a cliff, but like, you know, <laughs> I wanted to, well, in that moment, I also didn't really want to live. So like, it was scary. You know, when your mom's life is ending, it feels like you're ending. Like at the end of it, like you really, like, how do I go on? Like, how is this still, how am I still here? How do I survive this? And she didn't. Um, however, the fact that she could die and that she did it so gracefully and I watched it happen with my very own eyes, I'm not scared to die anymore. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like, mom did it. Mom showed me how to die. Like, thanks mom. You died and you died. Like you're, you're gone, but I still feel her. Oh my God, there's been some really cool things happen over the past 11 years that I'm like, holy shit, you're there. Like, and I'm not, a bit, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. I'm so full, you know me, I'm, yeah. I'm connected, Yeah. but I, I want to believe in a higher power and I absolutely do with the things that <laughs> freaking happen with my mother. She's the only one that can speak to me beyond the grave and me believe it. Okay, wait, can yeah. you share? Yeah, there's two very specific instances that I can talk about. One, um, well, three, but the first one's a little trippy. So sure. I'll share the two that are beautiful. Okay. Um, on her birthday, this was, you know, the Trader Joe's on 61 um, Ashley River Road. It's yes. like a antique slash used oh, furniture yeah, situation. Place. Cool. It's not like Trader Joe's that everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, no, it's not the Trader Joe's, but it's called Trader Joe's. Yes. And they've got like old couches that are beat up and that they really shouldn't advertise. And they're like, you yes. know. Um, and there's a storefront window like most stores. Um, yes. I'm driving and it's like traffic. And you're like, oh God, can you just get me home? And um, I just bought a house right around the corner and Dance Lab just, like just opened. Okay, okay my brick and mortar, I'm freaking out. Um, we had been open maybe uh, four months, not even three months. And it's my mom's birthday, uh, June 24th. Driving, dude to do on my phone. I look to the left and in the storefront window is my mom's artwork, um, a silk screen called Rachel's Song. My middle name's Rachel. She did it while she was pregnant with me um, in the fucking window. And I was like, huh, what? Someone from like Denver had sold it, whatever. I obviously turned around, got um, and, and I bought it. Um, I went yeah. in and bought it and found like the history of it. I was like, what of all what? I don't know how long it had been there when it like, I'm not exactly sure. So it was just one of those speaking like, so I shared it, you know, you, how you post on Facebook. Oh my God, I can't believe this happened, da da da. And then you forget, like the, not that you forget, but it touched you, but you're like, ah, coincidence maybe. Yeah. Maybe. The next one happened this past Christmas. Okay. I'm really into birds. I just made a bird room. Um, The guest room is filled with birds. It's like bird, 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 bird. Put a bird on it. Yeah, and I was like, I really need some bird art. 
uh, and all my mom's art is everywhere and I really need some bird art, okay? So I put it out there in the world. I just wanted some dang bird art. Maybe I'd find some, whatever. So I go to my aunt's house for Christmas like we always do and I'm driving up and she, she gets to the door and she's like, you, <laughs> I have something for you. It has to be for you. I don't know who else it would be for it's it's yours it's got to be yours and she pulls this like you know how you have it's like the cardboard color wrapping paper just yes. shitty yeah. wrapping oh yeah, yeah. Right. so she pulls it out and she's like open this i was like what and i open it and it's this beautiful silk screen of birds with my mom's signature on it i was like what what is my mom made bird art what how did you know i wanted this she was like i didn't this showed up in our packages behind this chair that they keep all their Amazon packages for Christmas presents. She goes, it was stuck to the back of the chair. I was like, what? Like, stop fucking with me, Annie. Like, damn it, no, it wasn't. She was like, no, I don't know how it got there. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was in all of our stuff when we moved here, however many, 10 years ago, or if it got pulled from the attic somehow by attaching to something, maybe we, we could explain it that way, that your mom gave this to us years what? and years and years and years ago. But there's no, actually no explanation. I can't even really explain it. It was behind the chair. Oh so gosh. Kevin brought it out thinking it was just another Amazon package. Um, but it wasn't. It was my mom's art, a bird art for me. Oh. So I've got it framed in our guest room. And it, that to me was like one of those, you like, there's no real way to explain that. And even if there was, it's still a message. You can take it for what you want, your perception. Like I'm choosing to decide that it is uh, my mom speaking to me from beyond the grave. <laughs> that. It's so cool. What? Like yeah. through her art. That's like yeah, the most special thing it's not just like oh well this plate on the wall moved and i it's like that's this such a, a specific yeah. that's the language she spoke yeah yeah for sure what and it, i mean it was months later that i had like said it like i really need some cool bird art and um it was just beautiful it was beautiful so we mm. cried and like we toasted our mimosas Aww. to her and um i think every time i see it i'm like i still can't believe how that came about like whether Again, I think I really do think it's like that she found a way to talk to me. Mm. Truly. So she's there and I, I feel her, man. I hope that I hope there's somebody I want to haunt when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I can speak to them. Oh yeah. Something. If you could pick anybody to haunt. Oh my god, right, who would you haunt? Oh my god, my cat. Like <laughs> I know, right? My cat's totally outliving me, like, I know. Meekers, you're doing a great job. Oh man. Um so yeah, that's pretty big stuff. That's like the most epic uh, signs yeah. and messages of love from beyond maybe ever that I've yeah, heard. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. Mm. Um, I started a journal after she passed and wrote to her. Cool. Like all the things I wish I had said or asked or everything. And like mm. wrote in Sharpies so it would like bleed into the next page. It was a terrible choice. Whatever. But it was like my angry, like, ah! Yeah. Um, how do you process grief? There's so many ways. Um, but uh, yeah, that was... That was the best. That was the best gift mm. I'll probably ever receive in my life. I think you're right. Yeah. It's pretty freaking cool. That and maybe the black diamond. Oh, my God. The black diamond. She has a black diamond on her hand. Mike Quinn. <laughs> Mikey did really good. Uh, love of my life. Um. Okay, wait. Um. <laughs> I need to hear, how did you meet Mike? Oh, my God, on a gig, right? Um. Gosh. Actually, 
my ex, one of my exes. I'll mm-hmm. just throw the word ex in there. Oh, yeah, Good friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. He put us on a gig together. Okay. But we had already broken up. Um, and I was, you know, you're heartbroken. You're, you're like, I'll never love again. Yeah. Like, my life is over, right? Whatever. Um, met Mike Quinn on the phone talking about doing this fashion show, wedding fashion show thing. It was like the first dance, like, look with a live band and then dancers on a runway with like a costume change right in the middle. Anyway, it was a big, big ask. It was super dope um, for Fashion Week and heard Mike Quinn's voice, fine, good. Beautiful voice, great voice, love talking music. Um, We passed each other in a rehearsal quickly. It was, I was really like preoccupied. We like shook hands, he knew knew a friend. Hey Mike Quinn, what's up? Cool, good, good energy, but like again, just like a blimp. Just, yeah, you're okay, just like Mike Quinn. Uh-huh. Um, too preoccupied. Then um, at tech rehearsal, under the tent, he shows up, suit, sunglasses, saxophone. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. And um, my dancers are doing their thing. And the event planner um, was being pretty unreasonable to me and speaking very condescendingly to me. Okay. About logistics and things that like, I did not see a problem with, but didn't really understand what her deal was. Mike came over, and I, I call it bitch slapping, but um, he did not physically <laughs> talk to her, or yeah. touch her. He just spoke Proverbial. to her yes. and smiled and took care of it. Like, And then we did our tech, and I had never heard him sing or play before. I'm talking mouth on the floor like, I don't think I've ever been so starstruck <sighs> in my life. Like, never cared to like really love a performer like this. I fell in love with his his charisma, his boss attitude, his, uh, I mean, he's the most attractive human being I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never fallen in love at first sight. That's never been a thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't technically first sight, but it was yeah. first sight. Yeah, it, was it was the first, first thought I was paying sights. attention. Yeah. yeah, it was literally the second time I'd ever seen this man, mm-hmm. um, but he was doing his thing. He was, yeah. in, his, he was in his element. His you element. know how like, you can be the most attractive person, but if, but then you're doing your thing and oh. you're like glowing. Oh, anyway, yes. uh, the smile, the the voice, even more so than the saxophone. I loved his voice. Uh. Like he's singing. What was he singing? It was um at last into. Did we do Uptown Funk? Is that what we did? Probably. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it might not be. Oh I can't gosh. remember now. But anyway, um, he was amazing. So that was our first meeting. And then I had to pay him because I had hired him or my company had hired him. Mm-hmm. So I wrote him a check okay. and I wanted to see him every day after that. Like I, we became pen pals because he was not available. Okay. Um, okay. I had to wait. Okay. I could not wait to see him. We'd have coffee. Um, and I wanted to make him my husband. <laughs> Immediately. Well, yep. I waited the long game, guys. Sometimes you just gotta sit back and wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all are like the hottest, Mike like, Quinn. it's just like, yeah, everybody that knows y'all it knows. Is. Y'all are just like babes. We, I mean, we were very like, we're, we've got this very like hot, you know, beginning attraction. And it was very, very um, romantic and all the things. Like I wanted a wild love and I found it. However, we are so funny and fun together. The yeah. best part about us is the way we spend time together just doing nothing. Um, our time together is wonderful so i know that mm. the rest of my life is going to be full of joy and laughter and mm. all the things i like like cats and birds and food because oh. <laughs> he's a he's a fellow cat lover he right? loves cats oh my god um we call him the cat dad 
cat dad. cat daddy cat dad. and he talks to the cats like we'll hide behind the oh my god it's like the children but Pe- penny specifically penny sits on the you know couch or whatever and he'll be like hiding behind the kitchen he'll just peek over penny and she'll talk to him and he'll like hide again like for 15 minutes every day like this is how we start our day we squish her in the morning like, oh yeah she is we kind of operate our whole day around that cat i i get it <laughs> I get it. We have another cat, but Penny's the favorite. Penny's, unfortunately. Penny's the babe. Yeah. I know, y'all have the best Instagram stories. <laughs> I know. The uh, Malik, uh, my little black kitty, he's like so fatty. He's got full fupa, <laughs> but like I like to rock him like a baby. And I think yeah. he secretly likes it as well. Oh, so. they do. They like it. They're little, like they've got personalities. Yeah. They, yeah. They're amazing. But no, oh my, my queen is the best. You're the man. <laughs> I'm a lucky, lucky girl. Um, okay, so let's see. Ask Jenny Bro anything. Oh, um, ah! What about, uh, tell me about, okay, your sense of style and movement and how you choreograph. Yeah. How does your brain do that? Whew, that's a good question. Um, sometimes it's music driven. Like I'll hear a beat and like I'll just visualize like it's almost there I don't know why maybe I've been doing it so long that it's just my brain when it hears music it visualizes things and sometimes I don't even have to get up and physically try it I just know what I want it to look like Mm. and then I can right before class figure out what the counts would be um sometimes yeah that's rare yeah um other other times I like to organically feel in my body what movement and shapes feel good based on the intention I'm trying to create. Like emote therapy is this new class we, I coined, I say mm. we because I am a collective dance lab. Um, okay, everybody. I know, oh. right? Like that um, we, yeah, that we. And all my personality. Oh, yes. The my moons. Yeah. That <laughs> we, okay. Um, emote therapy, so the idea is, yes, of course you want dance to look good or whatever, but this is about how it feels. Mm-hmm. And really I approach almost all my classes like that. I want it to feel badass or feel really good or feel beautiful or feel sexy, right? So this is like about emoting heart focus, like feeling and healing through things. And so the song is obviously important because it triggers people and mm-hmm. makes them feel certain things or the beat or whatever. But more so than that, I like the ooey gooeyness of the organic movement from one move to one point to the next mm. and usually it's weight shifting and what doesn't feel forced mm. um yeah and of course the appearance of it is part of it but i try to choreograph sometimes without a mirror just so i know what feels good mm. um that's a new approach and I, I do like it a lot i do yeah because it's it's like i joining you know baby baddie mm-hmm. over here baby baddie. Um, you know so it's like for the sense of movement I feel like I have the opposite where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm moving and I feel so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I like see what I actually look like in the reflection yeah. and I'm like, ooh, girl, you got some long ass oh. arms. You oh. got to figure out what to do with those things. Oh. So it's like, yes. how, what was your, well, yeah, share about your, your journey of like <laughs> uh, self-awareness, body image. Right. Ooh, body image is hard. The mirror is such a tool. Um, but it's like anything. Um, it's got two edges, right? Like <laughs> two edges, that double-sided. Yeah. What do they call it? Double-sided, double-edged sword. That. But also be like a double-sided mirror. Right. And the queen is mirror, whatever. Um, it's it's a good tool for like body awareness. True. But it's also a good tool for you to be so self-conscious that you cannot, <laughs> you can't function. Yeah. Um, or that you obsess. Um, yeah. Or you compare the. Um, mm-hmm. 
Brittany, my best friend, Brittany oh, Brown, she I called know. me today and she goes, comparison really is the thief of joy. Like, I cannot, you know, I can be having the best time and then if I look at my friend that has this, 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 like, I want to be happy for her, but like, oh my God, how do I even compare my life to that? And then there's no reality there. Like, the comparison thing with body image is super um, disabling for me. Like, mm. Instagram models, like, I have such a trigger with that. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want, just like in my services, like, visually, I, I want to look a certain way. And to my detriment, many times in my life, I've put myself in very scary positions, like hospitalized myself, mm -hmm. trying to get to a certain size so that I could feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, valuable, I think is the word, worthy. Um, like if I didn't look a certain way, I wasn't worth shit. Like mm -hmm. that's so gross and so awful, but like it's still hard to get through. Yeah. Um, so the mirror, I don't think helps. Um, dance imagery, the clothes that you have to wear, the leotard, the da, like you feel fat the second you eat something. Like. So like, don't eat, just don't eat. And when you do eat, make sure it's water and no carbs. And like, yeah. then you have no energy. And you know, then your heart rate's really low and then you hospitalize yourself. So don't do that. Um, some people purge, right? Yeah. Um, the body dysmorphia and dance is really, really bad. Mm -hmm. um, and the industry perpetuates it by not allowing, you know, um, ballerinas to be over a certain weight. And I get it. I get the image of like the creature or the animal or the art needs to look a certain way and yeah. like the technique and like there's safety issues. Like if you're on point shoes and you weigh a certain amount, like maybe you'll hurt your ankle, like things like that. I think it's all mm. crap. I guess I get yeah. where it came from, but I think it's crap. Yeah. Um, anybody can move beautifully yeah. and should be able to move beautifully and modeling. Like I love that um, all body sizes are beautiful mm -hmm. and are being depicted more now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Yes, it's awesome. Like, I love seeing that. Like, holy shit. Like, that's, you're human. Like, this is our body. Everybody looks different. Let's mm -hmm. celebrate it. Um, but dance, we were talking about this earlier, is the only industry that I can think of where your image is so scrutinized. Like, musicians can look pretty much what they want to uh, look. Yeah. Artists with a paintbrush, yes. Are they the actual art on the yeah. canvas? Right. No. Ooh. Um, so the dancer is the art on the canvas, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, but what? Why does it have to be one shape? Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, so I try to preach that, but I also need to own it because I am so hard on myself in that dang mirror. Um, growing up as a kid, always thought I was fat. Um, I look back at pictures, and I'm like, dang, I was looking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I know why and every year you look back and be like I was yeah. killing it so it's like next year you're gonna look back and be like, and work be like it, girl yes. I know I have this theory around like okay 90s fashion with the high-waisted bikinis yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like because I have very high hip bones yeah. and I'm like what the fuck like the trends just don't like if I was born in the 80s yeah. so then I was like rocking it in the mm -hmm. 90s I would be like the absolute yeah. You know, it's like it's like I want to make something Style. depicting like mm -hmm. like a uh, Savage Fenty, like Rihanna's lingerie line, yeah. where she's building it around um, the feminine eye, what wow. we find wow. sexy, not like oh, that's like what I saw in the latest porn video. <laughs> right. But it's like no, like how do we feel good yeah. and like owning our curves rather mm -hmm. than like oh fuck. I have a curve, you know, so. Yeah, trying to hide it. Yeah. I'm always just trying to like, we want to be like zero. We don't want to take up any space. Um, and that's about the movement. Back to what you're saying, the journey. Like, um, there's certain things that in dance, well, right now we're on our socially distanced squares, so we can't take up as much space as I like to teach. Sure. But 
I don't want us to not exist. We we exist, so we need to take up space. Mm-hmm. We don't need to apologize for it. So like, take up as much space as you can and you want. You know, get in there. Don't hide. Like yeah. we're we are we're we're trying to like cover and hide and blah yeah. blah blah. Like, what is that? Disguise. Yeah. Disguise to nothing. And, yeah. But no no no. We exist. Let's let's be here. Let's, yeah. Let's brighten it up. I, um, two days ago, Jazz walked up and down the entire Folly Beach Pier, like, 45 minutes. I was channeling my inner Jenny. Jazz walks are the best. I was, like, slightly turned out uh, a little. And, really good. Yeah, it. and I was going slow. I was going to the beat, mm-hmm. and I was walking past people, and I had this whole, like, I was into it. I was into it. They were looking. They were looking. Mm-hmm. They were feeling. They were looking, and they, they were, were like, She <laughs> is gonna jump off the pier next. I don't know. It's a little... A little dramatic, yeah. I love it. Yes, the grocery store is a good place to do it too. Um, Really get some good looks. Tell me about like how do you find your music selection? Because you pick like the hottest songs. Oh man, lately because I am a Netflix couch potato. um, uh, All the nasty things on Netflix, man. Like all the like series and some of those really like you know what I'm talking about. They probably should be rated certain things, but Uh they're not. foreign films Ooh. <laughs> their Ooh. soundtracks are so fire and yeah. um horror movies <gasps> i'm a big horror movie like oh, i love it so much mike will not watch them with me because okay. they are ter- like most of them are very terrible oh, um it does not help my anxiety at all but i love it uh. i like feeling scared okay but like the adrenaline there's like the- something sexy about it to me it's weird like i like the, oh god you're gonna die but like you're not gonna die oh, um god. or like you know just the whole like oh. angst you know we're on we're on like a lake boat and like the, the, <laughs> there's something going on yeah. in the neck. And like, oh, what is that? Like, ah, is that a monster? Like, that's why y'all like yeah. calling Penny's name around the corner and you're like, yes. stressing I out. Like I like mean, it. Like, <gasps> I like the witch stuff. I love the ghost stuff. Oh my God, the ghost stuff is oh, so good. Fuck. I love yeah. it. Anyway, but the music in those movies. What? Is really? Wonderful. Yeah. Am I missing Don't out? You are. The music, truly. Um, this latest one, the baby sitter killer queen or something hilarious by the way oh, laughing the first 45 minutes oh, i mean it's, it's a spoof of a scary but okay there's good. some gruesome shit in there <gasps> but the soundtrack what we last night that where was where that came that? from oh god yep that was oh, like a hot hot oh. hot but deranged there's got to be a little darkness kind of into it a little deranged okay yeah Okay. Um, Soundtracks. Speaking of deranged. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. I just I just found out about this thing. Okay. Um, most I, I feel like seventy five percent of the people that listen to this is women. So like, okay. all right, I'll buckle up for this Get thing. Ready. I just found out about um, there's this thing about men find when a woman has a slightly lazy eye and she kind of looks like she's like orgasming that like it's like a big secret turn on for a lot of men a lazy eye um yeah and i didn't i thought chris was making a joke like i thought he was i was like you're just trying to tell me information so that i look stupid when i reference it but i just checked with one of his buddies so they're the only two guys that have ever heard of that or thought about it but i i did not I didn't know these these like these things that light up our sense of uh, uh, sexuality. Um, okay, but how do you besides <laughs> lazy eyes? Like I've been doing what? it wrong. Well, like so I can do this thing well, with my eye. Can you? Okay, I can like I can like look at. Oh that my god! Eye. Yeah, no, that's hot. So I just need I get it. And just you know, it's, it's I didn't know that was like that should have been my number one move. I didn't know. 
I didn't know. I just started um, the Bumble friend dating, like the oh, BFF where you get thing. to like make friends. Yes, and I've never had hmm. an online, uh, like I've never done the online dating thing in any form. You have a profile. Yes. Oh my god, what does it say? <laughs> oh my god, what does it say? I my my headline. You ready for my headline? Yes. The sixth unofficial member of the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. I so get it. I like my, it. I like it. That's my thing. Good. Um, Are you in that outfit, I hope? Um, n- I, no. You need a new picture. I know. I know. I do. But, mm-hmm. um, but like, this whole thing of, like, trying to maneuver through meeting people. Right. First of all, the online trying to make friends, like, that's just so against everything in me because I'm like, I don't care how fucking witty your text messages yeah. are. If you have 25 minutes yep. to formulate two sentences, yep. I don't know how you are off the cuff. I don't I don't know about right. this thing. There's um, no realness there. But sense of, like, sexuality, your mm-hmm. sense of, like, what, how have you, this season is mm-hmm. all about embracing sexuality, yeah. embracing your sense awesome. of you know, like owning whatever it is that you're wanting to demonstrate in the world. And you're somebody that, whether you consciously do it or not, you give other women permission to explore their sense of like prowess or power. So what lights you up around that? What are your muses? Mm. What are, what's been your journey with that? Um, I love that you used the word power. I, uh, I teach this to my kids too, because I think it's important um, that you are, as a dancer, um, a magician. You are, mm-hmm. um, and you have the ability to make people feel something when you move. Um, not only can you feel, it's like a double thing. It's yeah. it's uh, the double, not edged, because it's not bad, yeah. it's both good. Um, double whammy is kind of where yeah. I was going with that. Um, you get to feel it, you elicit feelings in you, and the way you move and see yourself makes you feel a certain way, but it affects others. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you have that power to hold on to the music a certain way or to accent certain things or to texturize mm-hmm. your language um, and make people feel. So in a more powerful way than I think any other art form, um, yeah. personally. Music is big. Mm-hmm. Music is big. And the musicians are feeling. Oh my God, they're feeling. Ugh. Especially the really good ones that can really get into it, oh, you know? Yeah. So people would argue with me that music moves people more and maybe I would agree because I like to dance to music so I get it I get it but dancing to music is even bigger so musicians you can suck it I get to feel your music and feel my dancing more than you feel your music I think I think I actually know I know it I don't play a musical instrument at all but I know it we know it we know it dancers win okay (laughs) Um, so powerful yeah I think the power is the point but as women as adults there is this kind of sexual sensual nature and movement as a woman um i think men can feel that too i don't oh, want to yeah. just say women. sure but we are the bad girls club and the dudes um yeah. so we you dudes. know i like i do like to encourage people to feel sexy and feel good in their movement um and the power does have a play in it the controlling your body to that music is um is a big source of power what about the fact like i it resonated with me so hard that it's like okay it's like the bad girls club yeah, like yeah, yeah. and i think i don't know if you or Brittany, the like charleston ass clappers oh my god like, the are, twerkers are twerk hilarious treat, right yes so you play on this edge of like oh that's a little taboo yeah, and yeah. we're in charleston yes, like yes, we're yes, in yes. the south and well um a woman named chelsea ray she's one of the 
baddest girls I've ever met, meaning like so beautiful, so fierce, so powerful, so into her sexuality, so gorgeous to watch dance, Mm -hmm. um, was teaching uh, this class called Bad Girls Club. And it was kind of dirty, kind of sexy, kind of nasty, kind of fun, kind of fun, tons of fun. Yeah. and it was awesome. And I had been teaching this thing called strip aerobics. And okay. we kind of yeah. came together okay. with this idea of empowering women. And she ended up moving to Atlanta. But I asked her permission, can I use the term Bad Girls Club for this company? Um, I think it's a great outlet for these women. Um, it wouldn't necessarily just be the class. It'd be like the club. It'd be yeah. the club. We'd yeah. be a club of Because it is, it is like women. a yes. club. It's not just yes. like that was something I wasn't expecting yeah. this last season was yeah. like, it's not just like show up and you're gonna be in this performance, right. but um, you are like, congratulations, you're here. Yeah. Um, you know, like welcome to the club. Yeah, it's, it's a club. A, it's a community. It's a family. It's a community. Like uh, socially distant lately, but yeah. we're still gonna do things. I mean, you know, I, I joke we're like slumber parties and like brewery outings, but we do that, and then yeah. there's like this sense of family when you get on the stage too um but yeah you do train together but no chelsea ray is the muse behind um the bad girls club image mm. and kind of that 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 phrase and that like meaning um and we just took it to another level at the lab for it actually being a dance company called the club we'll call it the club but yeah now we're including guys so it's hilarious we say the bad girls <laughs> club and then it's parentheses we're plus like the wait dudes. Plus the dudes and the, and the dudes. dudes. Yeah, because you know we want. I mean, the dudes are yeah. just as hot, oh just gosh. as great. So oh. it's fun, um, but it's also fun to really empower women. Um, yeah. That is a great part of my day. Uh, best part of the day is teaching a class and then seeing the high and feeling that high off people, and I'm getting it in the middle. Oh my god! Like that was so fun. Um, Challenging, yes. We get to that level where it is challenging. There's an intensity to it. Mm-hmm. And with that comes, you know, frustration if you can't get something or like thinking you're not good enough. And we try really hard to like wash those feelings away with our language and the way we teach. But, you know, we're human. So you're going to feel those things. But once you get it, like you fight for it and you get it, there's no better feeling. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, the club's dope. And Chelsea Ray, you rock, girl. Oh, my gosh. You got to meet her. It's like. I think the greatest gift, because I, and I think that there's quite a few people that yeah. have came to dance later on in life yeah. at Dance Lab. Like, this was my first time ever yes. doing choreographed dance and coming into that community. And I loved how it, after doing a huge day of editing or doing sales calls, any yeah. of that, that then I forget That's what so I was cool. fresh, you know, what I was frustrated yeah. and like to get myself out of my own mind mm. and into something that I'm so in the present. It's very, it's meditative in wow. a way. And there's that social interaction. Yeah. You know, I've, I've met some of my closest That's friends so cool. through that community. So um, shout out that if you <laughs> are freaking, and, and I love that it's mm. not just, I mean, yeah, the term is girls, but right. it's like, these are grown ass women yep. that still want to express that part of themselves yeah. in an outlet that is like supportive without just being like, I'm gonna go to the club and then yeah. get hit on by like trolls, you right. know? So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's such rough. a such a, a supportive um, community to meet like awesome. some of the coolest girls yeah, no, in Charleston. They're, they're amazing people and what's always amazing to me is that they do work full-time jobs or have kids or yeah. families or yeah. whatever and or go Three to school kids. yes and they do their their normal human life and then they come to the lab and stays till 11 o'clock at night 
just for the greater good of just doing it. Like, these people are not getting paid. Yep. This is not a job. It's like a way of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we joke that it's like Fight Club because you can't really talk about it, but you do, but nobody understands it. They're like, oh where'd those gosh. bruises come from? Like, yeah, why can't right? you walk down the stairs? Oh um, my gosh. It's like, well, I punched myself in the face doing this choreography yeah. and like, oh. you know, like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, at Bad Girls Club tryouts, yeah. um, I was like, or maybe it was like our first rehearsal. Uh-huh. I was like, you're like, who's got any cool moves? <laughs> and I was like, I can do the work. Oh my God, that was you. But That's it's right. like, it's been like, I don't know. Last time I did that, I think I was like 11. Oh and so I full out, I, I, I impersonated this for Madeline uh, a couple months ago and we died. But like, I went down to do my worm off on the side. I think it was like a freestyle moment. And I went down and I had no sense of body <laughs> coordination and my feet just like scorpioned over me. And I was just like, <laughs> just, oh God. Broken. My, my neck cracked. So I was like, this is how people like. Hurt themselves. Yeah. Bad. So. I, I can't really do the worm so well anymore, but... In a past life. But I was, like, I was, like, into it. You were into it, and you went to try it. I was, it's like, yeah. risk Yeah, but. I got moves. I got moves. And I'm, like, Wah! I just completely, <laughs> completely just face-planted. Oh, it's good. Uh, it's good, man. You got to take risks. And there's okay, something fun about that, too. Like, it's out of, like oh you said, God. out of the box. Like, when is the last that. time, as, like, a 30-year-old woman, are you, like, I'm going to do the worm right. in an appropriate uh, setting? And right. I'm not... There's no alcohol yeah, involved. You're in not this. drunk at a wedding. Like that's oh my gosh. that's um that was the impressive part, really truly. <sighs> well, awesome. Jenny Bro, this yes. has been amazing. So um, how can people get in touch with you if you would like them to get in touch with you? You can follow me on Instagram. Even though I think if you watch that social media dilemma Netflix documentary, oh god, you'll never want to pick up your phone again. Anyway, but when you pick up your phone, Instagram me at dance lab underscore eight four three that's the business side but for the jenny bro ho um it's bros before ho hos um and it's b-r-o-e-s b the number four h-o-h-o-s we'll put it in the show a lot of letters um thank you so much for uh collaborating with me it was brilliant it was awesome love working with you and if you haven't seen the fragile project yet Go it. check it out. Um, go watch it on YouTube and then do a thumbs up and be like, oh my God, that's like the best thing that I've ever seen in my life because we're wanting to have yes. that piece of art for women entrepreneurs to see something that resonates yeah. in their soul. Share it with the world. Share it with Send the world. Send it out to everybody. All right, well, that is our um, episode of the Ruby Hour. Questions, comments, concerns, um, things you disagree with if you have like a bone to pick just like send them my way um and thank you so much for joining us for this episode thanks girl I found some eyes that see me from the inside nothing left to hide not even from myself